What is up, guys? Thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. Some major casting news to tell you about. An up-and-coming actor will be playing a, a major villain in the MCU. We'll give you guys the latest on that. This is a very new story, so excited to talk about it. Also, we got uh, Wonder Woman once again being pushed back. 1984 will not come out in um, October as it was planned which you know, I told was only a few weeks away, so we knew that was going to happen. We'll talk about the new release date. We also got some uh, interesting details about The Flash that came out of DC Fandom, so uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. And then uh, Young Justice, you know, it's an animated show we love. We've talked about it on here and our YouTube channel. It will be returning. We'll talk about the details surrounding um, the new season coming up. But starting, uh, let's, let's start the show. We're starting rehearsal with uh, introducing my co-host, beginning with Shamari Stewart, now Sham. I know that you were uh, you were locked into DC Fandom probably the most out of all three of us. Um, this was like the part two of DC Fandom. We had the, the major event a couple weeks ago. This one seemed to be a lot more of a kind of like tying up loose ends with some panels and things that we didn't get to see, particularly some of the TV shows. Uh, what did you make of, of what we saw from this weekend on DC Fandom? Um, so I thought the DC Fandom was... I thought this this weekend or this past weekend's uh, material was I mean yeah, of course it wasn't as big as the movie stuff a lot of the movie material but uh, I mean I still thought it was very good I mean you didn't get as many huge you know big news drops and trailer drops but um, you got a lot of a lot of interaction with the cast a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, those kinds of fun kind of panel conversations that you would see at a Comic-Con, you know, at a Comic-Con panel where um, so, and it was it, it was very similar to what uh, they did for San Diego Comic-Con this year and what they're going to do for New York Comic-Con this year, um, which is just dropping panels online and having people being able to view those panels. Um, and. I mean, I thought for the most part it worked. The panel, none of the panels I watched, I felt were a complete, you know, waste of time or anything like that. So I thought it was cool. I mean, they had a lot of stuff for different kinds of people. Whatever your, whatever your thing is, whatever your interest was, there was a panel for you. So I, overall, I thought, you know, it was a, a huge success in that regard, and it was very well organized. It was much, much more, much better organized than um, San Diego Comic Con. What they did with that. Um, this they actually have specific sections. You can go where you want to view whatever kind of material you want to view. The kids section and all it was just it was just good. It was just well made. Um, again, not as good as last week. Last uh, you know not last week, but last uh, you know part one. Yeah. Of um, of uh, fandom, but I thought it was still good. Definitely worth watching. Yeah, I think you know I think a lot of them doing it this way. I think probably for them was kind of like you know playing a little air traffic control because I think that if they would have tried to include it all that we had in this weekend with the other stuff they had last weekend, it just would have been very overwhelming. And I, I think that it was smart to, to split it up. And I feel like, you know, um, this was kind of like, you know, like for your hardcore, hardcore fans, like the guy, the people that really, you know, want to know everything about everything and, and are just completely dived in, you know, I think that this would have, you know, definitely the event for you. Um, Kendall is on the yeah. show, obviously, as well. Now, Kendall, one of the biggest stories that came out of this weekend as well from DC was the renewal of Doom Patrol. Season 3 will not be, obviously, on DC Universe, um, but it will be coming back on HBO Max. So, Kendall, what do you think of uh, the return of Doom Patrol? Yeah, Doom Patrol coming back is definitely cool. Uh, you know, uh, we... All like the this last season and this first season. Um, it's a very good show if you haven't seen it. So um, I would recommend it to people, especially if you like if you like shows like Watchmen. I think you would like Doom Patrol. Uh, it's kind of similar kind of vibe to what we saw from Watchmen. Uh, a little bit of Legion as well. It's like a mix between the two. Um, so yeah, especially it also has like the period aspect of it with some of the different characters. So it's a uh, Doom Patrol definitely a good show. It'll be interesting to see where it goes for season three. I did not check out any of Fando. Um, I planned on checking out a lot of Fando, but then it just overlapped with football, uh, college football on Saturday, and 
They only had it for 24 hours. And then, yeah, Sunday it was NFL. And, yeah, you know, my, at this point, my job is to watch football. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anybody that sees me on LinkedIn, they know they know what I do. So I can't really uh, – I had no time to be watching uh, any any miscellaneous DC fandom panels. So uh, forgive me for not knowing anything that happened. But you guys have informed me. Um, mm-hmm. I assume there was no uh, Teen Titans Season 6 announcement. No. Or uh, Injustice Three announcement. No. You know, all in fact, in fact I think Injustice Three they kind of poured how cold water on. I think the yeah, I, I, watched, the, I watched the whole uh, panel for that, and I mean Ed Boon goes out of his way to say we don't have any announcements <laughs> for you guys. Well, you see the tweet that he sent out about like, oh, got something to tease, like, <laughs> like last week. Everybody was like, oh, I'm like, there's not gonna be anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he why he said that, um, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he went out of his, he clearly went out of his way to say that they had nothing to say about Injustice 3. Yeah. But of course he thanked people for their enthusiasm and all that, and, you know, the, the, all that kind of usual stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but definitely not what people wanted to hear. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like that was like almost like a ploy to just get more people to, to watch fandom. Cause I'm like, he was piping up something major and they'd be like, sorry, nothing's happening. Uh, you know. Not not excited about that. Yeah, they put his name on that list, making people think that like Injustice Three was like gonna be announced at Fandom. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, <laughs> but you know, now, I don't think you know. Now I think that Injustice Three will happen, but it's just I guess it's not something that's that's you know deep in the works right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, let's get to the rest of the show, guys. Let's talk about the big news of today, man. This was huge. So Deadline was the first to report that Jonathan Majors, the star of HBO's Lovecraft Lovecraft Country would be joining the cast of Ant-Man 3. Sources told the outlet that he is likely to play Kang the Conqueror, and that detail had been since been confirmed by Boris Kitt from The Hollywood Reporter. Majors has also received critical acclaim for his roles in The Black Man in San Francisco and The Five Blucks. Uh, I got to say, guys, man, I've been watching Lovecraft Country. I didn't watch this this week, but I've watched all the other episodes. And this guy is the real deal. I mean, Majors is awesome. Um, the way what he, the seriousness he brings to the role, um, the presence he has on camera, the way he's able to play these action roles, he's just great. I mean, it's a great show, and I just anybody who's who uh, has not checked it out, definitely check it out. Uh, Junie Smollett is on the show. She's a, a major female protagonist. Of course, she plays Black Canary and. Um, Harley Quinn, uh, Birds of Prey, or whatever, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, whatever they called it. <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, I, guys, I mean, I think this is obviously a, a major get for Marvel. And to me, it just shows me how much Marvel's, I don't want to say their ears to the ground, because everybody's been talking about how great this show is, but just how, you know, willing they are to kind of just see what's going on out here and just pluck talent wherever they can. I mean, this show has definitely garnered a lot of attention and a lot of it for majors, uh, Majors' performance in it and the fact that they saw what I see, which I think is a, a perfect, to me, type of character, potentially, or perfect person to potentially play the character of Kang. This was uh, this was great. I'm 100% on board with it. I'll go to Sham first. Are you on board with Majors playing Kang? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been watching Lovecraft Country as well, and uh, I've been very impressed with with you know his acting ability and i especially think I, I like that you point out the seriousness of the that he brings to the role as well i feel like i can absolutely see him bring a kind of gravitas and and weight to kang as a character you guys bring that kind of on that that presence on the screen so i'm extremely excited extremely excited i think this is i think this is a this is a fantastic casting honestly um you know the, another just another another piece of this also is that he's supposed to be an ant-man apparently yes yes that's the movie that he's supposed to be joining the cast he's 3. joining he's joining the cast ant-man 3 yeah so i mean that's I mean that's interesting. Different level of stakes. Yeah, not what I would have thought. This isn't ghost. This isn't uh... yeah, definitely not ghost. That's for sure. <laughs> um, this isn't yellow jacket. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a yellow jacket <laughs> as well. So yeah, I mean this is it's pretty crazy. This is pretty crazy news. So so I I think it's it's definitely um, I don't know if I call it a risk to put him in Ant Man, but it's interesting. So I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see um, to see how it goes. 
And kind of what do you think about that notion of, of Kane making his debut in Ant-Man 3? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, first of all, the casting, um, I, I'm the only one here who has not seen Love, uh, Lovecraft Country, of course. You know, you guys uh, clearly had the sources that I didn't <laughs> No, but um, but no. Yeah. Uh, but I, in terms of any casting news with Marvel, I 100 percent trust their 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 intuition. I do want to ask you guys before I get to the Ant-Man thing, I do want to ask you guys real quick. Did you guys do you guys think Marvel had him picked out before Lovecraft came out? Or no. do you think if this came out a month ago? Do you think that this all matriculated over the last month? I think that I'm not saying that they were watching HBO like we were, but I think that <laughs> at a certain point, probably leading up to the uh, to the release, similar to what we saw from um, uh, the young woman that's going to be uh, directing Captain uh, Ka- Marvel. Yeah, yes, yeah Costa. Costa. I think you get enough word from people saying, "Yo, right. man, HBO's got something." And right. you guys might want to check out Homeboy, right? Uh, or learn about Homeboy because yeah, this is going to be the next big right. thing. They're probably on TV. communication with him. Like they probably they probably already know about him. They probably talked to him before it came out and probably already you know auditioned him or things of that nature. But but you think that a lot of their interest probably sparked comes from the origin word, from word of mouth. Word right. of mouth about how great the show was and word of mouth about how great he was in the role and that when people see it, he's gonna be bay. And I think that, that put them on his rate on their radar. And I think once the response from the fans were overwhelmingly positive for the show, yeah. I think that's when they decided we gotta sign this guy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Cause that that timeline was, was odd to me because he doesn't have obviously doesn't have a deep uh deep uh filmography of movies. Um so about Kang being in Ant Man three, this is very interesting to me. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of takes on this. Right, uh, this, this is the show to do it. What do you got? Yeah, man. This is time to you a know lot of takes a lot of takes, man. So first of all, fire away. Let's Go. get the elephant out of the room. So Kang oh, is, boy, is black now. In in the yeah. MCU, yeah, that's what's up. Kang is black now. Mm-hmm. Um, for connecting the dots, Kang is also uh, Iron Lad part of the young avengers he's a he's like the the adult version the future version of iron lad that's true um does this now mean that iron lad's gonna be black does this mean that um we're gonna get iron lad in ant-man 3 are we getting the young avengers in ant-man 3 maybe kang isn't the main villain of ant-man 3 but maybe he's in a post-credit scene or he shows up late in the movie but the younger version of Kang, Iron Lad, is in the movie. Um, the other question I have is, or the other dot to connect, is Kang's last name is, his name is Nathaniel Richards. Uh, and that Richard is uh, short for Reed, or it means he's a descendant of Reed Richards. Um, so does this mean that Reed Richards is going to be black? You connect the dots. Silence. <laughs> a lot. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of dot connecting there. I think to start with, um, Kang's role in Ant Man three, I think that his role will be something akin to probably what we've seen from Thor, uh, Thanos. I'm sorry, in Avengers and Guardians. I think that we'll be introduced to him. I think we'll we'll, we'll learn about him. Maybe a little more than Thanos's presence, but I I don't think Ant Man is fighting that. Uh, like Kang, like I think there's no way. Right. <laughs> I think Marvel knows his characters better than we do, so they know that that's a ridiculous idea. But when, you, but Ant Man is really with him with the quantum realm. He is one of the, he's absolutely one of like the driving forces that would make sense in regards to time travel. Um, his inclusion in, if Endgame leads to time travel. You know him working, you know, with uh, with Hulk and Smart Hulk coming up with his theories about how to use the quantum realm to use time travel. You know that makes sense then for that. To, to, if you're gonna expand on that, to include Ant Man in that story. Um, I mean, I know we've heard Modok rumors in the past. I don't know if that was now false, and maybe that you know Kang was a person that we were talking about, not Modok, but. Uh, but I think that there will be another villain. In regards to uh, Iron Lad, 
I think that Young Avengers is something that we've talked about a lot, a lot in the show. It's something that I think Marvel definitely wants to do. I'm a little I've always been a little surprised how steadfast it seems like they've been in wanting to do Young Avengers. Not necessarily because they don't they're not great characters, but because there isn't like the richest history with these characters. Right, it's not the Teen Titans. No, it's not the Teen Titans at all. Um, in terms of like just like notoriety. So I've always been a little bit surprised. And I've always kind of like paused my like thing of they're absolutely gonna do Young Avengers. But it's it just seems like that's inevitable. So we know Cassie Lang is not older. We already have Kate Bishop. I think that and we know we have a, a Hawkeye show that will include Kate Bishop. This could very well be our introduction to the Young Avengers in this movie. And um yeah. I think that's where we're gonna figure out Iron Lad, and and, and and that's where Kang, I think, gets involved with this. Do we think movie. that Iron Lad is he gonna be related to Reed Richards in any way? Um, that and that was your last question about it. I mean, is it, I'll, I'll go know? first, and I let's tell you, Sham go. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. As well, I'll say, I don't think that. Here's what I will say: I don't think them, uh, them going with majors is like confirmation that they have a Reed Richards already in mind that he is black or that they may they don't have someone in mind but they want to make a black Reed Richards. <laughs> right that would, I don't, that would be I don't think that that's job. yeah I don't think that that's I don't think they're married to that um I think that you know Iron Lad is is still again a, a newer character I think that they could do whatever they want in a lot of ways and we see Marvel do whatever they want you know, and mixing right. up the canon to make whatever they want fit. So, no, I don't think that that necessarily means for sure that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to count it out. Um, but yeah. I, but I'm not saying 100% that that's what's going to happen. What do you think about all this, yeah? Or what Kendall brought up? I, I mean, I am, I'm leaning towards, um, towards your perspective, EJ. I kind of, I don't think that that means... You know, it's necessarily in the bank that book it. You know, book it. <laughs> Reed Richards is a black man now in the MCU. I don't think that that. <laughs> I don't think that that's the case. I mean, I, it's possible, right? You know, I suppose it's possible, but don't tell that to people uh, on Twitter. You know, I would say already, it's more likely they're already running with the. All right, so who's playing Reed Richards? Yeah, Can J.D. Washington, Lakeith Stanfield. People throwing out all their best uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, I'm sure. Casting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after this news. I mean, I mean, they can always. They, we know that they're not afraid to mess with canon. No, they're not afraid to mess with canon at all. This isn't, you know, Lucasfilm where you know if something's contradictory, it just messes everything up, ruins everything. Right, right. So, so yeah. I mean, I I definitely don't think so. I I would say it's more it's more likely that um, it's just a different character. Right. They just they're gonna change it. Change yeah, the gonna, character. They're gonna change the character, or they'll change. Um, the canon in some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, you know, whether we'll see whether or not this connects to the multiverse at all as well. Because um, you would think that like WandaVision will be out by then, and uh, Doctor Strange, I believe, is coming out also before Ant-Man 3, so mm-hmm. all these different things. Ant-Man 3, that, that hasn't been announced yet, right? Oh, Officially. So. Um, I think we, I think it was kind of reported that that was, that it was a thing, but I don't think yeah. it, it, it had been, uh, yeah, it wasn't featured in any yeah. big events. Yeah, exactly. They haven't come out with any titles or anything. So, um, this is kind of like, you know, more confirmation that that's even happening, but yeah, I mean, this is going to, I mean, it's going to be huge. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I agree with EJ, um, that. I think that this is it's it's not confirmation that we're getting a Black Reed Richards necessarily, but it is confirmation that I think that the Young Avengers will play uh, a role in the, in this story. Um, and I believe the initial report said that Kang is going to be one of the villains rather than like the villain necessarily. Mm. So they, there probably will be other people involved, and that's probably what's best for the story. I, I heard rumors. I forgot where this came from, but it might have been Charles Murphy or somebody saying that Fang Fing Fang Foom was supposed to be the villain. Um, and that it was supposed to be kind of like a thing of like, oh, you have Stature and Ant-Man who are like super big trying to fight like Fing Fing Foom, which would be kind of cool. Um, 
So, I mean, they can go in a lot of different directions with, uh, with Ant-Man 3, but Kang the Conqueror, I mean, personally, I don't want Kang the Conqueror as the, uh, as the Thanos of the next phase of movies, um, unless it's like a shorter kind of reign as the guy, um. But I, that's just because I want to see either Doctor Doom or Magneto be that guy, <laughs> right? So it's not it's nothing really against Kang. It's just at this point I don't want to see Galactus. I don't want to see Kang. But uh, like, so what's the middle ground though? Because I also don't want to see a movie where Kang is vanquished by Ant Man. Like I think that that's gonna like Marvel. I think now has because I I, I I'm, like think Dormammu. Like if Kang could be, he could be in the movie and not, you know, and not uh not you know be a jobber. <laughs> in wrestling terms, not just completely sure. get rolled over <laughs> by by <laughs> Ant Man, you know. But there could be ways in which Ant Man just gets out, you know, and that's not always satisfying to people. <laughs> I mean, I think I think there are ways in which Ant Man could get out of this, you know, without just completely getting rolled over by uh <laughs> by this guy uh, Kang. I mean, it's 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 not it's it's not ideal to you know have a movie where the villain like wins or loses but isn't like beat, defeated um that's always awkward but and it was kind of awkward in, in doctor strange but um i would that, say if there's any hero that i think it would make sense for though it would be ant-man right to happen to. right um he's kind of the guy you look at and like he doesn't necessarily have to win win he doesn't have to he just has to get out you know and people will still be happy for him type of thing um i for me, like King King can be like in multiple Marvel movies. Like I don't necessarily have a problem with him being a factor in the MCU. But if we're talking about like we're just setting him up for the next Avengers movie, um, like I said, I want to see Doctor Doctor Doom get that kind of set up. I want to get I want to see Magneto get that kind of set up. Um, because I don't I don't know if I want the next. And this is a whole another conversation. But I don't want necessarily the next Avengers movie to feel super, at least the next, like, villain like that to be, like, another huge guy like uh, Thanos. Like, another, like, you know, super, like, out-of-this-world kind of threat. Like, I'd rather something be something, somebody a little bit more grounded. Not to say, like, Magneto and Doctor Doom are weak, you know, but it's a different it's a different type of villain than what we saw from Thanos. And while Kang is different as well, I feel like he'd have a similar aura of, like, not from this world kind of <laughs> villain, so I don't know. Yeah, like, so, right. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I somewhat agree. I still feel like Kang. Like, for example, I feel like Kang isn't going to be the villain for the next Avengers movie, but maybe the one after that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're definitely laying the seeds, or you know, planting the seeds now. Um. And and these seeds will eventually grow. It'll take years, so majors will be in a much different, uh, much different age, right. <laughs> age bracket by the time he's actually a major villain, in my opinion. But no, um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I, I don't think he's gonna be the guy just yet. But they're definitely planting the seeds. It's funny. I saw and shout out to uh, Mark Ostack. I don't know if that's his name. Uh, but the comic book writer, he wrote that uh, after this was um, announced, he said, we need Michael Pena to explain how Iron Lad becomes Kang, becomes Ramatut, becomes Immortus. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I kind of low-key feel like that's going to happen. Like, that has to happen now, right? <laughs> like, that's that will be hilarious. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, I'm going I'm to do an audible, guys, here. Um, shout out to, you know, obviously, uh, uh, shout out to uh, majors for this uh, I just person, have, oh, this role. Move on from from majors. I just want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. I, I do. The only concern I have about this casting and just King in general is what's he going to look like? Because well, he, kinda, can't, he cannot look like what he looks like in the comics. Right. You can't. Yeah, you definitely can't look like what he looks like in the comics. But like, I'm <laughs> worried about like a kind of a monitor vibe. And maybe it's just because they casted somebody black as a character. But I'm. Uh, oh but, no, no, come on now. You got to give Marvel some more credit than that. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's not that bad. But that's just the, I'm just even the, even the worst of Marvel looking villains. I've never looked. <laughs> I'm just like, on the monitor. Come on, like, Kendall, that's a little harsh, man. Some dude in some odd costume coming from nowhere, like ah, you know, some Scott power, Lang, power Rangers. Scott Lang, you have been uh, you 
You are you are to be you're, executed. You are chosen. Or queen. <laughs> right. So that's the that's the one concern about this is that Kang is not. It's part of also maybe part of the reason why you know I'd rather see someone like Magneto. Yeah, I love how like <laughs> for the monitor stuff. Like they were, they were explaining his character, and like they were like, "Oh, the monitor is the ultimate chess player." Man, that dude—he—he he, he, he had no moves. Nothing he did worked. He—he <laughs> he failed. He's a terrible chess player. Lex Luthor? What? I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> what? He knew everything. Jesus. And look, I'm not—I'm not hating on Crisis. I liked Crisis for the, the Arrowverse fans listening to the show. I'm just saying the monitor aspect, man. <laughs> really let down the way they build him up. Um, like I was willing to look past the costume if they were able to, you know, do what they said was going to happen. And he was supposed to be this ultimate chess player that you know was thinking five steps ahead, and he can't beat his own brother. He can't beat Lex Luthor. He can't. He can't beat anybody. I'm like, this guy's supposed to be the ultimate chess player. I'm on a tangent. That's anyway. why. That's why I look at King as kind of a risk. Is that like? While, yes, Marvel should be able to do him good. I mean, we're talking about a major, major movie studio. But, like, there is still that, like, 10, 15% chance he's, like, very Power Rangers villainy. So I'm just hoping that it doesn't uh, doesn't turn out that way. But I don't know. Some yeah, no, I do think it's a risk. Uh, you know, some of these villains that they've had have been kind of shaky. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think it's a risk. I think that um, he's, a interest, he, he's a unique character. And, and I... And I I think that um, <laughs> what was the guy from? Uh, I always forget the guy's name. Not not Atrocitus, but the guy from uh, Thor: Thor Dark World. Malekith. Malekith. Yeah. But yeah, you got the Malekith. Casilius. They've had some odd ones. Where it's like, wow. Who was Casilius? Who was Casilius? Who was Casilius again? That was a Doctor Strange. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Now. All right, right, right. Yeah. And, like, it's fine when you do it with Malekith and Caecilius because nobody cares about those characters. Right. Once you do it with, as we saw with Age of Ultron, when you do it with Ultron, it becomes more offensive. It's like, wow, you guys ruined Ultron? Well, I don't think anybody, did people think Ultron was ruined? I just think they didn't like the movie. Well, there were people that thought that that movie was bad. There were people that that, can, that didn't really like Ultron. Yeah, there were people that didn't really? like Ultron. I don't think that people look at him as, like, the obvious worst MCU villain, but just, man, like, they ruined a movie with Ultron, and now they can't do him again? Honestly, I think he's probably in my bottom half, at least. I mean, I didn't think he, he, might was, be. I didn't think he was great, he, personally. He, he, I, I mean, I just watched Age of Ultron not that long. I didn't think he was awful. Shout out to uh, Jane Spader. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a, like, kind of depends on how you feel. About the movie, yeah, not a I agree consensus. with that. But like, I, I agree with that. Consensus slam dunk. That's a layup. Yeah, I agree. You know, and so that's what that's the concern. Is like, man, you bring it in Kang. Like, I'm not saying Kang. Kang's not Apocalypse. He's not, you know, Ultron. But like, he's he's still somebody. I mean, he's close. Track record and yeah. I mean, Kang is if he's not those characters, he's right below. Yeah, he's a notch below. I mean, he's. I mean, you, so he's, he's, way, he's a couple of notches above Casilius and Malekith and stuff. People had no. Um, he's pretty. He's pretty much where Thanos was before the movies. I could, I could. I could agree with that. So like, and not, that, we're not talking about obviously people out there. We're not talking about in terms of power. We're terms about. We're talking about in terms of stature as an A list right. villain. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is it's it's a risk. You know, you're dealing with a big chip. And their villains have been uh, shaky. Um, the last big chip they used, obviously, was Thanos, and that went uh, that went great. Yeah, um, and I think Marvel knows it's weak. That it's been a weakness. Um, they did a great job with obviously uh, Killmonger. They did a great job with Thanos. Uh, you know, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel left a lot to be desired. Zemo was great. So I, you know, I think the whole you know Marvel can't do villains thing. I don't want to say it's, it's done because again i would say captain marvel not a good villain but um but i think that it's at the very least you know the narrative maybe should be changing with what they've I mean, done ego. recently ego was out of disappointment we yeah ego, that ego wasn't good yeah and then we like, how are they gonna do a planet yeah but we were like we were trusted marvel and it, 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 it was kind of lame yeah yeah it fell flat so that's the only trepidation it's just look, it's Marvel. We know the history of villains, and Kang isn't like a layup. You know, there are some villains where you're like, like Magneto and Doctor Doom seem like layup. But even in the I bad, mean, 
I feel like Kang should. I I feel like Kang should be a layup. That's me. I'm not right. saying that it is a layup. I feel like, you know, again, maybe I'm biased. I just watched, you know, Earth's Mightiest Heroes with their arc with Kang. Like, just to me, like, just do that and just don't do the costume. <laughs> and then, right. like, how do you mess that up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like that, like that portrayal of Kang was probably the best portrayal of Kang I've seen in non-comic book, like in, in, in live seen, in, in animation. Um, but I, I didn't see him. I didn't see New either, to be fair. I agree, but man, that that was really good. And it's probably it's probably even more uh, relevant since they try and do true. Stuff. And I need to maybe watch those episodes. I need to figure out where he was at now. Maybe I'll do it tonight. Um, so again, shout out to Majors. Shout out to Marvel for trying Kang. I'm excited for it. I think that Majors is great. I think he's a perfect casting for the role. I really do. Like when I saw this, I was really excited. Um, <laughs> and and I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Um, but uh, real quick, I don't want to spend so much time on this, but we have to talk about it because I guess it's kind of pseudo breaking. Um, I was not planning to talk anything about Ray Fisher. You guys know how I feel about Ray Fisher last week, um, or at least the situation. But just a couple of minutes ago, it seems like he is, or not a couple minutes ago, but earlier, I guess this afternoon, he is uh, garnered support now from Jason Momoa. In these, yeah, that was a couple of days ago, I believe, actually. Well, no, these are new Instagram posts from today. I know he did, he oh, said okay. whatever that little thing he said earlier, but I'm just gonna read the article from Boris, uh, from Aaron Couch. Shout out to him on Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he says Jason Moe is backing Justice League co star Ray Fisher and calling for an investigation to allege abuse on the set of reshoots of the Justice League movie. He said, quote, The ish has to stop and needs to be looked at. Ray Fisher and everyone else who experienced what happened under the watch of WB Pictures needs to be proper, needs proper investigation. Was his, uh, that was his post. Um, he, he, uh, continues, I just think it's effed up that people released a fake frosty announcement without my permission to try to distract from Ray speaking up about the, the, the issue way he, we were treated we, I want to emphasize, we were treated on Justice League reshoots. Serious stuff went down. It needs to be investigated. And people need to be held accountable. So, man, I mean, this is, I mean, so I'm not, and I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, now nah, I believe Ray Fisher again. I said I want only specificity from Ray. Um, I've always believed him. But I think... I'm really happy to see Jason do this because I have one, I think Ray needed this. Like, I think he needed beyond just the likes from people and like the little retweets he was getting from certain people. He needed someone on that set who also either experienced abuse or, um, or saw it. Like they need to just say something like they need to speak up. We can't have just, the Ray is a one-man show against this machine. And I'm happy, you know, considering we know Jason's status with Warner Brothers is Teflon. They will never get rid of him. I'm happy that he stuck out his neck for uh, for, 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 uh, for Ray. This is uh, this is cool stuff to me. Um, Shan, what do you make of Momoa in these comments? Now look, shout-out to Jason Momoa. You know, sticking up for... His friends, his his, his co stars. I mean, it sounds like there's some bad stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. this 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 tweet, this post, the anger behind this post, it just I don't know why it's just, it's just sitting with me different than some of the, and I said last week some of the games I feel like Ray Fisher has been playing, and I think I don't know if that's a, that's an indictment on me because maybe I should it shouldn't. Like again, because I again repeat, I've always tended to believe what he's been saying, but I just need specificity. But again, him playing the actor, I, these these aren't like remember I said the actor brain I think was influencing Ray to post things that did not show him in the brightest light, or at least definitely didn't like illustrate any kind of abuse or or specifics about what was going on. This is not actor brain here from Jason. This right. looks like pure anger about what he feels like is gaslighting we're seeing from Warner Brothers and DC. Um, 
I do think it's interesting that he never mentions DC in this post. I think that that's on purpose. I think he's smart in that regard. But still, I'm I was I'm surprised. I'm, this is very raw for me. I, mean, I didn't see this story until a couple minutes ago or from a tweet. But what do you what do you make of this kind of real quick? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's definitely interesting. Um you know, like we we said last week, I mean, definitely want to hear the details um, of what happened. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's, it's I don't know like what the impact would be without the details being released. You know, like because unless Jeff Johns gets fired, like, but I and we talked about the Jeff Johns thing. I don't know if this has anything to do with what Malo is talking about, or if he's talking specifically about Whedon uh, or other people like John Burke, but, um, but no, no, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have a chance to really, we'll wait and see what happens with this, um, from a Warner brothers perspective in DC, but, um, it should definitely be, uh, be an interesting thing to follow. I'm trying to figure out, cause I'm reading, I'm still reading this article again. I didn't know anything about this until a couple minutes ago. So, because we said the the Frosty announcement, I didn't know what he was talking about. So, apparently, Moe and Back and Fisher did not share any specifics about alleged behavior on the Just League set. He went on to reference an upcoming Warner Brothers Frosty the Soulman project in which he was reported to be starring with Berg and Johns attached to produce. According to Momoa, news of that film was leaked as a distraction. Reports of Momoa starring the project hit the morning of July 1st, a little more than 90 minutes after Fisher made his allegations on Twitter. Hmm. So that's where the whole, what did he say? F Frosty. <laughs> no, uh, it's F'd up that people released a Frosty, a fake Frosty announcement without, without my permission. And I've seen, I've also seen that on Twitter too. That like, and I, I maybe I should be paying closer attention, but like people saying that Warner Brothers is like, Warner Brothers is coming out with announcements that are coinciding with Ray Fisher while out. Like they're coming, like it's it's been like when Ray Fisher tweeted today, like he tweeted to like I wasn't gonna cover it because we talked about this a million times, um, but Ray today tweeted about like I forgot what he said. It was kind of still some more like non specifics from him, but um, he tweeted some stuff today, and and then a lot of people kept saying, oh you know, cue the Warner Brothers you know announcement any minute now. I I didn't. I, I knew what they were talking about, but I didn't know that this was a thing that people thought were happening here. Like a guy again who uh, is contracted by Warner Brothers is saying that it's 100% what they're doing. Um, it's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. Warner Brothers, uh, you got to get your stuff together. It does, you know, Ray Fisher saying that the people who have the allegations you're not talking to, the, at least the independent investigators not talking to, they're ignoring them. He can't now. They can't, they, also, they can't talk to him. He's trying to reach out to them, and they're not answering the phone. Like, this, this is a bad look, man. Like, this this looks terrible. Um, shout out to Ray Fisher. I hope that he's hanging in there with this because this isn't easy. And I know that, even though I was critical of him last week. Um, so shout out to him. And, and, again, a big shout out to Jason Momoa because if there is uh, real validity to these allegations, then this is what we need. Need the non – I know Jason Momoa is a person of color, but you need the non-black person to stick up for the black co-star in these kind of instances. Because oftentimes, unfortunately, it's just the truth of the country that um, when black people speak up, sometimes we're kind of pushed to the side. And um, Momo being a huge star and indispensable for Warner Brothers and for DC, I'm happy he did what he did. Uh, let's move on now. Uh, that was a you know, non-planned programming there. But let's, uh, we're going to stay with Warner Brothers and talk about uh, another big star with them, Gal Gadot, her movie, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which is set to be released uh, in October, yet again delayed. The film um, was supposed to come out on the 2nd of October. It will now debut on Christmas Day 2020. That is still this year, but really late in the year. The move comes as Tenet, Warner Brothers' other summer blockbuster, reports a disappointing second weekend in theaters and when it earned just $6.5 million. It's overall, that's domestically, of course. The overall domestic haul, I believe, is now still under fifteen million. Um, I think worldwide they've made two hundred, so that's some some good news, I guess, there. 
still far below what they wanted. The American numbers have been a disaster. Kendall, are you surprised uh, WB and DC are sticking to its guns in releasing Warner Brothers 1984 in movie theaters? Or Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman, what did I say? Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, sorry, Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters. Um, am I uh, surprised? No, I mean, I, look, I think I've never felt like Wonder Woman was likely to come out uh, on VOD. I've always felt the one that has a chance, and I think probably still will happen, is Black Widow. Um, Warner Brothers seems very strict, and they seem very uh, traditional and conservative about how they want to release these movies. And it may be smart um, in the long run for them, I don't know, but um, I don't think Wonder Woman is coming out in 2020, in 2020 which I don't know what the effect of that will be um, for Warner Brothers. Um, honestly, like the DC slate could survive it. Um, like Marvel is much more pressed for time when it comes to Black Widow coming out, which makes it a little harder for them to pivot and say, you know, I'll just push Black Widow to February or to March of 2021. Um, they kind of have to release it online but i don't know i mean dr fauci done a lot of talking this week about movie movies won't be safe till a year after the vaccine is released you know and this is obviously got in theory nothing to do with comic book movies but you know all movies so um well all movies could be affected by this and what does that mean does that mean that you know eventually it'll slowly start to reopen where like you can wear masks in theaters and stuff like that but what will the numbers look like like will where when will people really feel safe about going to the movie theaters um again these these places are going to lose a lot of money like these studios are going to lose a lot of money regardless i feel like you can wait till march of 2021 you're still not going to make the 100 million that you thought you were going to make uh when this movie was supposed to come out uh financial reasons being a part of that as well um with the country being in a bad uh state financially um economically so it'll i don't know i mean we talked about it last week the theater industry the movie industry is in bad shape um not necessarily the theater industry Oh, that's in bad shape as well. But the movie industry is in bad shape with the way these numbers for Mulan and uh, the numbers for Tenet were looking. Uh, seemed like there was really no good answer. <laughs> and then Fauci comes with that that blow of like, yeah, so the third answer that I mentioned on last week's show, about, oh, maybe just wait till ne- until next year. Maybe that's a smart answer. It's like, well, next year is not looking too much better in terms of being able to release movies and make money off of them. Mm-hmm. Um so like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna wait like a full calendar year? Are you gonna wait till fall twenty twenty one before you release your big movie? These these studios couldn't survive that. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a challenge. Um, I would recommend releasing these movies VOD. We'll see what Warner Brothers does. Do you think they make this date? No, 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 no. way it's coming out twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, not in theaters. I mean, if it does, like they'll do another tenant. But I mean. They didn't even want to release the numbers for Tenet publicly. Yeah. So it makes you think that they uh And I think the, apparently a lot of studios and people are upset about that, too. Yeah, it was kind of it was odd. I mean, sure, it's proprietary information. It's their own stuff. But, they like, there's nothing. I mean, box office numbers are just like, that's like, I know it's, it's your own info. But I mean, that's like public info at this point. Like, you yeah. You can't withhold yeah, that. We're in a public health crisis, and you're worried about, like, you know, you're worried about, like, you know, industry, like, secrets, you know, trade secrets. Like, this is this is just information. We already know the joint's bad. Like, first of all, like, we can, people can piece together the numbers to make it, to make, we know that it's bad. No one's going to look at you and be like, oh, wow, look at Warner Brothers making no money. Unless. Uh, are they keeping it from their shareholders and stakeholders, or stakeholders? Right. And then, and then I'm going to look, then if I'm a shareholder, I'm going to be like, yo, what are the numbers? You know, like, <laughs> you're not, you're being, I'm hearing all these reports, but I want to hear from you. So, yeah, we're not a good look for Warner Brothers, but Warner Woman, it's very unfortunate. I don't think we're going to see that movie for a long time. So, sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think that Wonder Woman is going to be um, released in theaters this year. I'm I'm in agreement with you, Kendall. I think if they do, they're going to see tenant numbers, which apparently were so bad 
that Warner Brothers is so embarrassed they can't even release them. Yeah. Which I don't. To this day, I don't understand the the logic in that. I mean, there's they're more for your use, and I mean, it's not like people are gonna see that and go, um, you know, they already know if people are seeing it or not. It's not like people are gonna see those numbers and then say, "Oh my God!" You know, anyone that's looking at these numbers anyway is a movie buff, more yeah. more likely than not, not just your regular, you know, person unless unless someone's you know breaking billions and billions of dollars in the box office but outside of that no one's really looking at movie numbers like that so it doesn't make any sense that they would hide these numbers because they're they're most useful for them they're the ones who need to look at the numbers not us <laughs> so i don't know why they're hiding it from anybody but um but yeah i mean I, if they can release wonder woman in december um or, or you know christmas day i guess is the date um that they're trying to release it but um but with the way that this virus is looking Ain't nobody going out to see Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Nope. You know, not the way that this is going, the way that this is happening. You know, they're not going to do it. They're going to wait until it comes out on DVD. They're going to wait until it comes out VOD. Yes. So that's, I mean, those are the options. I'll buy it VOD. I think, like you you mentioned, Mulan and and Tenet. I think those are, um, well, first of all, Tenet came out in theaters. But Mulan, in terms of the VOD experiment, I think Mulan is a bad uh, sample. Yeah, it's a bad sample. It's a bad. It's a terrible sample. Yeah. It's a movie we've seen where you know word of mouth is saying not as good as the original. Yes. That's a terrible sample. Yes. You know, I bought Mulan because I enjoyed the original. I figured the remake was you know not going to be horrible, and I wanted and primarily, honestly, I wanted to see. I want to support Disney's you know feature Disney features Plus. so that they can release their joints on VOD. Mm, there you go i mean i mean honestly if i'm being honest right. primarily i my think that's reason. gonna be a lot of a lot of people as well that was definitely part of the reason why i bought it it wasn't the whole part. reason but it was part yeah it was a big part well for me that was a big part of yeah. the reason that i bought mulan i was just like i want them to release more stuff on vod i want them to release other stuff that i actually want to see not that I didn't, you know, want to see Mulan, yeah. but stuff that I really want to see on VOD. So, I mean, Mulan is a terrible sample. If if studios <laughs> right. are going to be using Mulan as their as their you know thing of all, oh, this is why I can't release a VOD. And so, I feel like I mean, you know, Kendall and Kendall can speak to this a little bit. I don't know how much you saw of it, Sham, but like, this is like a, a weird example because it was always going to be on TV anyway. But like. I feel like the last dance really should be more of like what people look at as the upside to releasing something early or on VOD as opposed to whatever. Because what people would say may say, oh, people were disappointed in Milan. It's okay, but remember how uh, the, the last dance, which was ESPN's documentary on the 1998 Chicago Bulls, how it just dominated the conversation everywhere. I know it was a different time. We had no sports, no new TV, no nothing. That was the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, but which still, is when they should have released Black Widow, right? Which yeah goes back to like if you would have dominated, you could have dominated the conversation then too. But nonetheless, like to me, that's the upside. Don't look at okay, well Mulan, we don't know what Mulan did because now there's people saying, oh well, they they garnered sixty plus percent uh, <laughs> new downloads on Disney Plus. So I I don't know for sure if what the numbers are on Mulan particularly. We don't think it was some crazy crazy smash because trust me, these Disney would have been the first people to tell us. But I don't know if it was a bomb either because I feel like we might have learned that too, especially because we always like to, you know, accentuate people's failures, especially a corporation like Disney that people root to, root to fail. So um, so I just think that to me, you, you guys are right. Like, I, I just think that the opportunity to uh, to really just like just dominate the news cycles and dominate our conversations is there if the right movie comes out. And I agree, Mulan was a tough one. You know, it just... Yeah, Mulan was controversial. I mean, you got this stuff with China and, you know, Disney thanking the Chinese government, you know, and stuff with the people boycotting the movie. Like, it was just a bad idea. Controversial, it was just... It was it, it again, it's not original. It's just not an original. It's a, literally just a remake, a reboot. That's a terrible example. Yeah. To base to base your for releasing a brand new superhero movie, right? You're gonna use Mulan as your base, right? It's, it's totally I mean, different. If they had done Tenet, then I'd get it. If right. Tenet was their their 
their bait, tent pole. their kind of tent pole sample or whatever. Then I'd be like, okay, this is supposed to be a major blockbuster, right? Release VOD. Let's see. Right. And it's a new, but like it's Mulan new in theaters <laughs> wasn't gonna make hundred million opening no. weekend. No, like, it just wasn't. Especially not, especially like Shamar said, with word of mouth. It didn't make that much in China. China is pretty much open now, and Mulan kind of bombed over there. It disappointed. Yeah. Um, so that is that. That's probably more concerning for Disney than the the VOD numbers. Um. But no, I don't think that those whatever we saw from Mulan's VOD numbers is not indicative of Black Widow. What Black Widow no. would do? And Marvel, um, the Marvel label is just a different animal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it's just a different. They're gonna be people that wouldn't have seen Black Widow in theaters that'll buy Black Widow on Disney. I, I think it's yeah. possible Falcon and Winter Soldier does Mandalorian numbers. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But like, I will say one hundred percent. I mean, I think it's I think it's absolutely possible. It's possible. I mean, Marvel Studios. Yeah, Marvel, it's uh, gonna be huge. Movie level production. The baby Yoda thing. Mandalorian the, baby, the baby Yoda thing made Mandalorian like kind of like must see. So that's yeah. the only. I mean, if you would have told me like before, like going in, I would have told you, oh, Falcon Winter Soldier is gonna destroy the Mandalorian. But like there, it became like a thing where it's like, even if you don't watch Star Wars, you got to see Baby Yoda type of thing. It was, <laughs> it, it was a transcendent Star Wars. It was shocking to me, but it happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> The Mandalorian definitely got a lot more Funko Pops and toys. Yeah, stuff. yeah, Disney made definitely made them a lot of money. Um, that show, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think for like the actual culture, whatever you want to define the culture as, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is more important than the Mandalorian going into it. But, um, but for the 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 overall casual viewer, the man the Mandalorian is a is became a different animal. Once the baby Yoda thing happened, um, but no, this is this is going to be. I think we're going to get Black Widow on on VOD. Um, it may do both. They may, if things get bad with the with um, the pandemic, they may just do VOD. Um, but I think they have plenty of money to make. You know, it's not going to be the same. Don't they? They shouldn't get wrapped in the whole thing. Of we got to make a hundred million because you know it's like good luck doing that. But it's not. It's not gonna happen if you wait. I mean, you, yeah, you can wait till fall of twenty twenty one. You know, how about that, Disney? And then you'll have another Marvel movie then. But until then, like, you're not making a hundred million in theaters in March. There's gonna be too many people that don't either don't have the money to go, or just aren't gonna risk it. And I don't I, care how much they care about the MCU. There gonna be people like, no, I, yeah, I'm not going. I think, I'll, I, I'll find it bootleg or something. I think these companies are underestimating um, how much money they could make just releasing these movies online it's really the quality of the movie yeah and of course if it's a new product in in the case of mulan as well and i think the mulan there was a lot of apathy which i mentioned on our show last time um there was a lot of apathy about the price uh about the price point i know you guys the price price, the price is an issue right i know you guys talked about maybe they should drop it i look i think black widow i think you'll see more people willing i would maybe drop it if you're gonna drop it i'm not dropping more than ten dollars personally but like even then i think that that's that's a bargain i I mean i think i think that you could you definitely would have a better chance of getting away with a 30 dollar price tag for black widow than you would for right i don't think you're gonna get nearly the 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 backlash for releasing black widow 30 bucks that you would for like mulan like yeah i totally get people saying i'm not paying 30 dollars for a remake yeah, when I'm already paying fifteen dollars, remake that's not as good. Ten dollars for yeah, exactly for the for the streaming service. But <laughs> for for Black Widow, I think you're gonna people. I don't care. You know, tell me, I, I pay sixty bucks for Black Widow. So it's it, again, give or take the movie, and it depends on how confident Disney is in the movie. I would assume they're very confident because it's Marvel. But yeah, it'll be interesting. But it will will I we're gonna we're gonna get clarity on this soon because the movie is supposed to come out in a couple months. Well, real quickly on just the last thing on Wonder Woman, um, which was a topic here. Uh, I know we went on a whole tangent about Disney. I agree. I don't think that it'll make Christmas Day. I think that all these days are just fake at this point. I think any any um, any movie company putting out a date for 2020 is just like you just don't take it at face value. I yeah, it's just hopeful. They it's actually, like hopeful. yeah, they, yeah, it's a miracle. A miracle happens, and then hey, yeah, people can go, then they'll go. But I I don't think that. Um, I I, just don't, I think it's very unlikely that 
Wonder Woman comes out that time. It's particularly, I know, I do think that Wonder Woman and Tenet are kind of apples and oranges, but, I mean, Tenet just tried the high holiday weekend thing, and it did not work. So, the notion that yeah. you'll get some kind of it's boost from being a holiday, holiday weekend and people wanting to kind of take more risk is unlikely. And I, you know, maybe it's Tenet had maybe, a massive marketing campaign as well, man. It was a good one. I would argue they had a good marketing campaign. And I think so, too. And it just, just, the movie still flopped because people aren't going to risk going out and getting sick to go see Tenet. I mean, and they were marketing. I, I, I'm someone that would have 100% gone to see Tenet. Yeah, the way they even marketed I would have gone, 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 gone opening day yeah. to see Tenet. But would, nowadays, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a consideration. It's not even a yeah. thought. Well, not even a second thought. Well, I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no way so, was it, no way was that going to happen. Um, so yeah, it's just this is an unfortunate situation. But 2020, just movies are canceled. Sorry, <laughs> it's not happening. Sonic um, for the Oscar, man. What do you say? That's like Sonic the Hedgehog, best for the teacher, Oscar Academy Award. I actually am curious, yeah, what's going to happen with some of these movies that, like, would have been up for Oscars? Like, are we going to have, like, the worst crop of, like, Oscar movies ever? Yeah, they, they, I think they opened it up to uh, streaming movies this year. Um, in the past. But how they, many movies, like, are those Oscar-worthy <laughs> normally? Right, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know none of them, probably. Or maybe a couple. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it'll likely still be one of the worst. And probably just the 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 least seen, you know, at least notoriety amongst the movies. Um, did you guys see real quick the, the new Oscars format of, like, now you got to have, like, the, the diversity quota that they added? No. Yeah, no. But you guys didn't hear about this. Yeah, this is, like, a big deal. The Academy Awards now, they basically said that, like, you got to have, like, got to have, you know, a person of color in the cast, a person of color in the crew, woman in the crew, woman in the cast, which, I mean, woman in the cast, like, that's, like, yeah, pretty that's standard true. anyway. And I, some of these things, I'm like, I mean, I feel like it's kind of the unwritten rule in Hollywood at this point. Like, if you have a, a movie with all white people, like, you know, it's not going to... What happens before, I mean, I hate, right. I'm, I'm not going to be the... I, I hope the viewers and listeners, rather, uh, give me more credit than this, but I'm going to ask, the, like, the basic question, just, like, what about, like, foreign films that have like all like asian people or indian people right right that that's the that 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 becomes and uh, i'm i think uh, some people say like who cares and i would say yes i agree i'm not hating i'm just it's right. a question i don't i don't know the answer to i, I didn't hear about this and I, that, I think that's why they added like the thing of like i don't think it's all like i, I think got, like, you got hit like, one of the you like, got hit one of the bingo cards not like all four or whatever <laughs> right, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, look, if you have like a woman in the crew and you've got like women in the cast, like, so for a movie that's like takes place in Norway, you don't have to have black people running around, you know, for it to qualify. Like, you, but if you have, you gotta have, you can't just be all men, yeah. you know. I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't like this. Um, it, a lot of people didn't like it. it was yeah, I, it, a lot it's, of it's are. Now, now you're just like, now it's gonna look like you're doing this for just to, just to check a box. Yeah, just to check a box. Which we know these studios do anyway, but now it's like gonna be blatant. To me, I feel like, to me, I just feel like it's just like corny. I just feel like we should be, these shouldn't be rules that are being implemented by the Oscars to win an Oscar. It should be, yeah, it should be a Hollywood rule. Like Hollywood, whoever governs Hollywood. Like, right. Like, so for the studio, they should so be the ones that say these are the rules for every movie we make. And, and that should be it. Now, I, yeah, I know people say, well, you know, Shouldn't we just get to a point where this happens all the time? I totally agree with that. I, clearly, though, you do need some push to make these this kind of progress happen. But no, I don't want to see that in an award. Like, you know, oh, if you want to get our award, you got to do all these things, and um, just seems unnecessary. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan of it at all. Uh, let's uh, let's quickly talk about the Flash here, guys. So, uh, Barbara Muschietti, a producer on DC's upcoming Flash movie, and the sister of uh, director Andy Muschietti provides some details on what fans would expect from the film. During a Q&A at this past weekend's DC fandom, Muschietti said, quote, it's going to be fun and exciting and there are going to be a lot of DC characters in it. Flash is the hero of this film because he is the bridge between all these characters and timelines. And in a way, it restarts everything and forgets nothing. Shamari, we know that um, Michael Keaton, Batman, is going to be in the movie. Uh, the reports are that uh, Ben Affleck's Batman will also be a part of the movie. 
We don't know who else will be involved, but there have been talks apparently that Ray Fisher was negotiating to be in the movie. We know that for a fact because he said it. Um, <laughs> whether that will actually happen. That sounded like a, a, a Jadakiss sound, <laughs> like a Jadakiss ad lib laugh. That didn't sound real, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, am I playing music somewhere? No, shout out to, to Kiss. Um, but not, uh, you know, this is going to be a movie that's going to be ambitious from everything they told us and little we've learned about it. What do you make, Sham, of uh, Mushinetti's comments on The Flash? Um, I mean, it does sound like it's going to be ambitious. Honestly, with the name of Flashpoint, I feel like you can't not be ambitious. From everything we already have heard about it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty insane. Now, Mushinetti, I, I loved what what he did with um, uh, with It. Both parts. Uh, you know, I mean, I've heard people didn't like the second part as much. I thought both of them were fantastic, personally. So I'm very much looking forward to what he's going to be able to do with the, with the Flash and seeing these horror horror directors move into superheroes. I mean, it worked very well in terms of James with, with James Wan. So, I mean, I think Warner Brothers might have struck gold with with that formula in general. Um, I mean. I, so I'm not going to bring up Ezra Miller again. I, I know I beat that dead horse uh, a million times, but that's what do you the, mean about Ezra Miller? <laughs> still doing Let me tell you right now. Um, I mean, it's just you know that's the big question mark. Is yeah, they're going to have a lot of heroes. I mean, part of me is like, are they adding all these heroes just to to to, to kind of distract? Uh, you know, to be like, oh look, look at that, look at this, look at that. You know, while Ezra Miller is kind of just there, you know, making the occasional joke and running through another time portal, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, I would be way more excited for this movie if what happened with him didn't happen, because I love the the concept art that we saw in at Fandom. Um, you know, the the ideas I'm hearing, it sounds like it's going to be and again, they have the right talent, they have the right writers and directors it sounds like this is going to be something that people can't miss so uh, and dc's been on on fire lately with yeah. all their movies so i i mean this sounds like it's gonna they they're on set for on pace for another hit they have the right people in place they have the right talent in place i mean it sounds like it's gonna go well i i'm very excited yeah i mean Flash should be should be interesting. Um, did you guys see the report? Uh, it's not really a report. I would say it's a rumor. Uh, but someone put it out on Twitter. Uh, comic book writer, entertainment writer, about how Affleck is maybe in discussions with uh, HBO Max. I did see that. About doing uh, shows or something. Mm. About, uh, with Batfleck. They just released um, whatchamacallit on HBO Max. The way back. His his latest movie. Shamari connecting the dots. The way back equals more Batman. You know, yeah, that was in the agreement. <laughs> that was in the contract. Kendall, Affleck like, like negotiated that himself. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I mean, will that tie into the Flash? I don't know. Will it tie into anything? Will it tie into Snyder into the Snyder cut? I don't know. But nah, Flash should be interesting. Um, you know, I'm I'm. Definitely excited to see how they tie in some of these different characters that we're going to see. Um, and I just want to see Barry, Barry Allen's... I was going to say Barry West. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see Barry Allen's story. You know, that should be interesting. Uh, because they teased it a little bit in Flash. and I mean, on Flash and Justice League. And it was pretty cool. Um, I think we'll get even more of it in the Snyder Cut. Which should be interesting. Uh... Are we supposed to assume that the Snyder Cut is, like, legit, or is it the other one? Like, do we know? that have, have that been confirmed? What do you like, mean by the, Snyder Cut is legit? Yeah, what like, what's mean? the canon version? Like, what's going to be connected to, like, the Flash? I believe the Snyder Cut is canon to Flash, is what I is how I'm taking this. I would, that's what I would imagine, yeah. That's what I would think as well. Because it feels like it's just going to be a more detailed version. But there could be some stuff that probably will be like, wow, that wasn't in Justice League. But I think, like, it's probably going to... But I, think, I just think they're going to... I think they're gonna. Well, first of all, the Flash was so. I don't want to say poorly featured because some people took him. People took a liking to him. Even people who didn't love the movie, 
But I think his backstory was so poorly featured that right. it's kind of a blank slate. I mean, like right. in terms of like what you have to reference from Snyder Cut, I don't know if you're. What are you really changing? We don't right. know anything. Yeah, you could just say that all the stuff that happened in the Snyder Cut was like just deleted from the last movie, but it all it all still happened. Yeah, you know, I, it's not gonna be anything. It's like a massive. So contract. Barry's dad oh. is in prison. We know that he has a crush on Iris West. Okay, we know that. I don't think, and I said Snyder Cut actually meant the weeding cut. To be fair, because um, Snyder does have a, a backstory, but but it's still, I don't think. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I guess I don't think that it's enough to probably make including what we learned about him that difficult. I think the bigger thing will be how do they take elements from the Snyder Cut, whether it be we uh, Affleck or whoever else comes to the movie. How will they be involved in the movie? Like you know. Again, I just don't think there's a lot of things that, like, you have to really change. Like, you know, like, is, if, if Cyborg's on in this movie, like, you know, is he not going to be, you know, part of a mother box? Like, oh, like, where's your mother box? Like, I'm not a mother box anymore. Like, I I don't, like, I just think there's, the things are kind of benign that would, that could create any kind of change that I don't think it would be much of an issue. Um, But I, I'll tell you what, I, this Flash movie is still, like, one of the most, like, to me, like, biggest like mysteries to me regarding um just like what exactly to make of it because they called it flashpoint and i felt like immediately after calling it flashpoint we asked for all the big things we want aquaman we want wonder woman we want amazon versus atlanteans and everybody i felt like said slowly roll we're not getting any of that and i was like okay well that's disappointing don't call it flashpoint and now you know is you know getting thomas not getting thomas wayne either it's like well damn you really this really isn't flashpoint but then on the, on the flip side, you know, okay, they give us Keaton. They now have given us Affleck. And now, you know, here's uh, Bushinetti saying, oh, we're going to see all these different characters. It's like, okay, well, what what can I expect to, to see that? Will I be seeing other people maybe that we haven't talked about? Because, again, Flashpoint is very expanding. You know, obviously there are major figures in it, but everyone really in DC Universe is involved in some aspect, or at least anyone that's anyone. So... I'm I'm just I'm just I just want to see like a plan. Like I just want to see what they're going to do. I'm not saying they're going to give me the whole movie obviously. But, you know, they teased enough like I need to get a, you know, what's the movie called? Is it called Flashpoint still or is it called something different cuz you know, even Mushinetti, I feel like now nah, I'm talking about the director Mushinetti, not his sister who's the producer. I feel like he's kind of said, "Oh, it's a kind of a it's like you know, Flashpoint or it's, you know, influenced by Flashpoint." You know, originally we were told this was called Flashpoint. So if it's not called that, okay, well, what is it called? Like, I just need to get all that stuff squared away so I know what to expect a little bit. I'm not saying I want to know everything. But um, but in terms of the, uh, these comments, you know, I guess my only, I guess, I guess my only trepidation when I see, you know, like Flashpoint isn't campy because it's, it's even though it's a lot of characters involved, it's super serious. There's nothing campy about it. Um, from that, but I just feel like when you're telling me Flash kind of just kind of be running around DC Universe makes sense and is uh, thoughtful and is um, and has me to it. Now, Mission A says that it is very